Welcome to the Shamanic Author Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Worm. Are you a coach, holistic, or spiritual entrepreneur struggling to write your first book? The Shamanic Author Podcast will help you release that resistance inside yourself so you can access that state of being that writing requires. See, society has it all wrong. From a young age, we're told that we have to have the house, the degree, the fancy car to be happy. But the truth is, we have to become that state of happiness, and then the material success follows. You're human beings, not human havings, right? So I'm so excited for this episode today. Let's explore energy, alternative health, first-time author challenges, and book publishing marketing strategies. If this sounds like you, I want you to head over to mountainmindtricks.com slash ultimate-guide for a free ultimate aspiring author guide. There's three steps in there that'll teach you exactly how to write a book that makes a big difference in your spiritual business, in your holistic or coaching practice. And if you want to know when the next episode is live, get updates and learn more about the shamanic writing process, follow me on Instagram at mountain underscore mind underscore tricks. That's mountain mind tricks with underscores. Follow the podcast and subscribe to the show to make sure you get the notifications when I release new episodes. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm so excited for my guest, Sandra Kuz. She's an author, trauma release specialist, and she tells her story in depth and allows us to go through her journey with her of releasing the trauma with crystals, with different modalities of healing, with energy, and her story of being dismissed by psychiatry, by therapists, and what she did to heal herself, and what inspired her to write her first book, journey through journey to yourself and and it's just such an amazing interview and let's just let's just get into it welcome everybody to the show i'm so excited for my guest sandra kuz she's an author intuitive release coach and trauma survivor and what an amazing journey you've been through to get where you are now sandra and and could you introduce yourself and, and let us know, like, how did you get into writing? How did that start? And also maybe some of your personal journey of, of through your own trauma, you know, that trauma survivor, you know, we always want to hear about people's stories and how they overcome their personal, personal things, their personal traumas, the things that happened in the past that really defines them. So, yeah. Yes. Well, hi, Thomas. Thanks for having me. It's so great to be here. Well, me as an author, <laughs> that was quite the journey. Um, if someone had told me 10 years ago or even five years ago that I would write a book on trauma healing, <laughs> I would have laughed. That was, I guess, the farthest from my mind. But to give you a little backstory, I'm a trauma survivor. I was molested when I was 12. I was sexually harassed when I was 14, bullied. When I was 16, sexually assaulted multiple times between the age of 19 and 25, and raped when I was 22. And on my own healing journey, uh, it took about 20 years for me to fully heal from my trauma, but I've learned so much about what trauma is, what really happens in our body, and what must happen so we can release it. And the more I learned, the more I guess you could say a vision appeared of putting into perspective the, the mystery of trauma. Because when we think about trauma, we think about the incident. 
but the incident is not what's important. It what's it's what happens within us. It's that is key. And so, yeah, 2018, I sat down and started to write Journey to Yourself, and here it is. Wow! Thank you so much for for sharing your story and and how was how was going through all of those assaults really affecting your life? Did it show up as anxiety? Was there health problems coming up for you or, or, you know, how did that trauma manifest? Cause I think, you know, you're, you're one of the experts in the world, right? Of trauma and it shows up so differently in different people, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I see it in my clients all the time. Everybody's different. Now for me, God, it's been so long ago. <laughs> um, for me, it was definitely depression. Anxiety, I can't really say that I had much of it, but then I was secluding myself. And yeah, I guess you can say anxiety and panic attacks. I was, of course, shying away from men for the longest time. And it took a lot of courage to really begin the healing journey. Oh yeah, I just thank you and I really appreciate, you know, for sharing with us and and what kind of modalities, what really what turned the corner for you for in your healing journey? Well, the first thing that I should start with is that a couple of years after I was raped, I went to see a psychologist because I needed help and I didn't like the person I had become. I just wanted to heal. And I went to the psychologist. We talked for an hour in our initial session. Then he looked at me and said, well, I believe you already worked through it all. What am I supposed to do? So that was the moment when I had hit rock bottom. Because I had reached out before to family and friends for help and never gotten any. Then I went to see a professional and even he dismissed me. So that was the point where I had two choices. I could either be stuck at rock bottom and live in, live in this dark pit that was my mind. Or I could push myself back up. As I was still struggling with how to find my way, I had a friend visit me one day. And he was very, very spiritual. And he saw how miserable I felt. He stood in front of me, hands on his hips, with a stern face, said, get a quartz crystal already. And I had no idea what he was talking about. But that was the beginning of my healing journey and my introduction of spirituality. Oh, I love that so much. That just makes me laugh because I think, you know, people that aren't really open to energy or maybe they're not super open yet to consciousness and those kinds of ideas and talking about crystals, like tell me more about how this crystal started you on this healing journey, how it changed your life. Okay. Well, the quartz crystal is also called a poor man's diamond because energetically it's as valuable as a cut diamond. So, and the quartz crystal basically pulls out the negative energy from you and guides positive energy in to replace it. And 
What I did, I always took the crystal to bed with me when I went to sleep. Because when you're sleeping, your conscious mind is out and your subconscious mind is awake. And so the crystal can work without any interference. And you don't have memories pop up. I rarely had memories flood my consciousness while I was working with the crystal. I just woke up in the mornings feeling lighter. Just as if a weight had been lifted. Sometimes when I went to bed and I held the crystal, I could feel how the energy was being pulled out of my arm and pushed back in. Other times I felt like uh, spinning or pulsing in my palm where I held the crystal. It was truly fascinating. And today, of course, I know that what I felt in my hand was the hand chakra that got activated. But back then, I had no idea about that. So it was just magic, I guess. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. I love crystals so much. In fact, my whole office is covered in obsidian. I have like 25-pound pieces of obsidian in my office for doing client work and helping that energy go to a better place, right? Yes, sounds wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And so tell me tell me more about how you got into the the trauma release work or I think a better question, a better frame is like how um how does the trauma release work that you do, how does that how does that help your clients? How does it help you? Well, before I went into trauma release coaching, I had another business where I was giving Reiki treatments, I'm a Reiki master, and tarot readings, and I started creating my handcrafted holistic and spiritual jewelry then, I had an Etsy shop, but something was always missing. I didn't feel fulfilled. I love what I do, but something was missing. And then one day, a friend of mine who's also very spiritual was seeing that I was struggling. I was upset with something and she had this way of coaxing it out of me before I knew I was in tears telling her my whole story. <laughs> and, um, and she said, see that, that's what you're supposed to do. Your story is your business. Your story will help so many people. And there really was the first time I actually looked at my life story as something other than what happened to me. And that was the moment when I, when I really felt fulfilled. I said, yes, that's what I need to do. It just felt right. And when you find your purpose, it's just like finding the right partner. You just know there is no question about it. There's nothing else on earth you could or would rather do because the pull of your divine compass is just too strong once you stand in your purpose. And once I embraced my purpose, all the knowledge that I had gained from my trauma healing years and years came flooding back into my consciousness. And everything just started to make sense. And right then and there, I realized that over the past few years, I had already done trauma coaching, but I didn't realize it. And so I just made it official, got a certification in accountant coaching and added traumatic incident reduction for added trigger release. 
and been working with my clients ever since. And it's truly amazing to see their transformation. Sometimes people need a tiny smidgen of information to have a quantum leap of transformation. It's truly beautiful to see how fast you can shift out of your trauma into a new mindset. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's so amazing. And and I'm curious, could you go a little deeper on the trigger release? And and I'm curious on what kind of technique you use. And and honestly, I'm asking for myself because I, I found myself recently, you know, I've changed careers in the last year where I went from this really intense wildland firefighter type career to this writing, coaching, uh, helping others with their trauma. And I've noticed that I that if I see smoke or there's a fire truck or there's you know, the agency emblem, it's like, I get triggered. And it's been like, okay, now I have to unravel all of these triggers that came from those 14 years of service in, in the fire, in the fire career. And it's like, I just, I just want to hear more from you about that. What do you think? Oh, I love trigger release. <laughs> it's my favorite because it's so, it goes so deep and yet it's so easy. Now I use two different ways with my clients. I have my own system of trigger release that I give away for free so people can do it by themselves. And I use traumatic incident reduction, which is a modality specifically designed for people with trauma and PTSD. It's in a way, a way of coaching, but it's specific questions. So you can basically release intense trauma, like one incident within five to six sessions, pretty quick. And it's gone and it feels just like a story. And I truly love this modality because it is gentle, but it's fast and no one has ever heard about it. <laughs> it's been around since the eighties. And I always joke, it's the best kept secret in trauma healing world. And when I do trigger release with through coaching, so my approach, I always suggest a thought journal, which means when you're being triggered, you're feeling something. So the first thing you have to understand is what you're actually feeling. So when you say you're being triggered, when you see smoke or hear the sirens or a fire truck or anything, Tell me, when you think back to a time when you were triggered, what were you actually feeling? Yeah, it's like this anger and it's, it, yes, this overpowering anger that I'm feeling. And then it's like, well, where is that coming from? And it's, I guess it's kind of this in, injustice feeling of like, you know, the agency not take care of me or like there's that, um, it's almost like that, like somebody stabbed you in the back, you know, that kind of feeling mm -hmm. of like, there's that anger and injustice feeling, I guess, is what comes up for me, yeah. Okay, anger is a mask. Anger is a mask for pain. So when you say you're angry, what lies underneath? Yeah, I guess um, if I look a little bit deeper, I would say the pain, I guess... I guess for me, it's like seeing all my brothers and sisters going through that same injustice of the employer abuse and also the pain that I felt of like being away from my family, of not being 
congruent with myself, with my actual highest self, with that, like you said earlier, that purpose, you know, I wasn't walking my path. And so I think there's a lot of pain there that's, um, you know, it's going to take a little bit to work through that after 14 years, right? Right. That's true. It's very interesting. I would be happy to work with you through that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And um, yeah, it's so interesting. And and so tell me, tell me more about, um, are you using energy with Reiki and tarot and things like this and, and uh, the trauma release work? Are you kind of blending all these techniques to give your clients these amazing results? Yes, I do. But I also make sure that my clients are open to that because not everybody's open to energy healing or tarot pendulum. So I really make sure my clients are open to it. I also do a lot of past life and ancestral healing where I go into the Akashic records because oftentimes we have triggers. We have no idea where they're coming from and even doing a trigger release work and nothing comes up then that's either ancestral or past life. And I can tell you having healed all the trauma in my life and having triggers come up out of the blue that I've no idea where they came from right now, most of the more past life triggers that are coming up. And this is truly fascinating. Yeah. I love the, you know, some of the work I do with timeline therapy is, is kind of a, a term that has been used, but it's more mental, emotional release. And it's, I love seeing the past life releases because they're so powerful for people. And, and, and I want to shift a little bit here and ask you about your writing journey, ask you about how, how did the writing, the, like writing the actual book start for you? And what was that process like? Hmm. When I started writing the book, it was before I had embraced my purpose and it was also called journey to yourself but it was supposed to be a book about spiritual development so becoming your true self then and it still is <laughs> i should say it still is because it's a trilogy or it's going to be so then when i started writing more and more chapters emerged about trauma. And the more I wrote about trauma, the more came up that I could write about because there were, if I had one piece done, something else popped up that suddenly just made complete sense. And I thought, okay, so trauma healing is part of spiritual development. But then I thought, if I do this and write the whole journey in one book, this is going to be a, a dictionary of a book and way too much content in it for one person to absorb. And so I decided to basically categorize it into three books. So the first one, Journey to Yourself, How to Heal from Trauma, is all about, well, it's my story. And I demystify trauma. So I look at it from every angle possible. So that no questions aren't answered of what really happens when we're being traumatized, what happens in the body, what happens in the mind, but not the scientific aspect. No, I have really written it in a way that you can understand it, you know, no big words, no weird terms or look at it scientifically. Nope. 
just one person who has healed her trauma writing a book. <laughs> so very simple and straightforward. And I added room for notes. I added exercises and suggestions. I have some journaling prompts in there. So I really made this a workbook so that people can work through the exercises and start their healing journey. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's I love those kind of books where it's it's almost interactive, right? Where you're mm-hmm. you're getting into the material and then you're you're learning through doing as you're reading through the book, right? Exactly. There's too many books out there who talk about stories and the trauma, but they don't give you the tools how to do it. And to be honest, it's really not this hard once you know how. It's really not that difficult. Yeah, it's so true. And I think, you know, a lot of the work that me and you do is so similar. And it's it's amazing to, gosh, I think more of my process, we kind of dig everything up for like three to four hours, kind of like a classic kind of almost therapeutic session where we kind of dig it all up. But the actual release work is like maybe 15 to 30 minutes. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's all gone. Like, how is that possible <laughs> the first time you go through it? But it's, it's, I mean, I think it all, to me, it really just comes back to that trapped energy and how it's held in the body and how we hold it into our, in our mind space. Right. Mm-hmm. That's very true. The release part. Yep. is quick because once yeah. you decide it, this is gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's yeah, absolutely. Simple. Absolutely. And so it sounds like there is this integration that kind of this, there is deeper levels that came up to the surface as you're writing and more chapters came and more, just more ideas. And, and this is so common in authors where they start writing a book, but then the book kind of, I guess the way I describe it is it almost starts writing itself, right? Can mm-hmm. you tell me more about that experience? Yes. My book definitely took on a mind of its own. <laughs> yes, it was. I really enjoyed the process because it helped me grow so much. When I first had this this thought come in about writing a book about trauma healing, I had imposter syndrome. I was like, I'm not a, I don't have a PhD. Who am I to talk about trauma? But then I thought about it. Well, I've been through trauma. I understand trauma probably better than some psychologists. Because clearly my psychologist didn't understand trauma or he wouldn't have dismissed me. Then the more I wrote, the better I started to feel about what I wrote because it just felt so right. And when you're in that space where what you're writing just feels right, it just flows. And this flowing state is this creative state. It's almost like meditation. Because when you connect it with your mind, with the divine, and you just ride in flow, everything is coming to the surface as it should. It's like you're channeling. And you're writing down what you're channeling. And that's a beautiful space to be in. Yeah, it's so interesting. And and so many people have been on the podcast have been and been talking about it's almost like we're channeling this book and and I'm totally open to that. Why not? And and I think for me, my writing experience is so similar where I get to this flow state and it's almost like I can feel this energy just pouring out like through me onto the piece of paper. 
And I almost look at it like I'm an artist, right? There's like this energy flowing through me and into my piece of artwork that is that is writing. And it's like this, like you said, it's it's almost it's this connection to divine that is so hard to put to put to words really unless you've gone through writing a book, right? Right. Yeah, it's yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. It's almost I, as if you're I was just watching Supernatural, so sorry for that. But it almost sounds like you're a scribe, you know, like a scribe for God. Not really for God, but you are creating something you're meant to create. That's what I mean by that. Yeah, it's so true and so powerful. And 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 I think this is where, like, this is the shamanic author process that, that the whole podcast is about, is how are we connecting to that divine energy, that source, that God, and and bringing that into our writing. And, and I just, I just love this idea of shamanic writing, shamanic process. And, and uh, I want to go back a little bit to something you mentioned of, you know, this imposter syndrome. And I think this is something that so many authors go through. I would say it's almost, it's, it's like 90% of authors go through this. I don't know. I, I just feel that number. And it's like most authors go through that. And, and I'm curious on how, how did you work through that imposter syndrome? Well, I actually see it as a rite of passage because imposter syndrome means, for me, it means that you have work to do that is so great that you're afraid of doing it. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that resonates with me. I think when I was writing my second book, it was like I really bumped against some limiting beliefs that I was holding on to. And it really made me go like, realize that I was scared to look at my potential. I was really scared of my actual potential. And I think that's, um, yeah, taking ownership of like, no, I am great. I am a writer. I am this, I am that was a big breakthrough for me. And it really came from, I think a lot of action of just like, no, I can do this and doing it and proving it to myself. That was, that was my experience. Yes. Yeah, so and I love how relate. I I love this rite of passage. I would say I would I resonate with that. I think that's totally true. That it's almost yeah, it is a rite of passage, mm-hmm. and absolutely, I, I love that. I, it's a beautiful reframe. That it's something we all, all have to go through to really become the author. Is to go through that kind of trickster, if you will, in the hero's journey of yourself tricking yourself that you're not good enough. But in reality, we all have this connection. We're all so powerful right especially when there is a book inside you that you just feel you have to write that book is your purpose and having a purpose can be terrifying especially when it's the first time we feel that because we feel on some level so unworthy of it I know that's how it was for me when I started with trauma healing. It was, it took quite some time until I settled into it. Even after I finished my coaching school and got my certificate in TIR and started writing the book and I was writing posts on Facebook or some blog posts about trauma healing, about my journey and people resonated so positive with it. And still I didn't feel worthy of, having this purpose. So sometimes it just takes a while until we are ready for it, but it's okay. We just grow into it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, something I've heard is that it's almost like when we take that when we take that next level in business and coaching in writing, whatever we're doing, we take that next step, that next level up, we kind of go through it again. And mm-hmm. uh, it's really interesting that I've I've talked to some entrepreneurs or other other folks on the podcast that have talked about that where it's it's kind of that imposter syndrome comes up over and over and it's really pointing to like, well, there's there's a deeper growth I need to feel super confident in this, you know, in this, uh, whatever I'm working on, the writing, the the business, the podcast, right? It's almost like these levels keep, not that it comes back in, in a severe way. It's just like another level, right? Right. And at the beginning, the first two, three or four times, it's, it catches you every time unaware. But after you've been through that process a few times, you actually welcome it. I always know when I'm close to up-leveling because at first I walk around like a headless chicken. (laughs) Like, I don't know what's up or down, left or right. And I just feel stuck. But now I know that when I feel stuck means I have to give the universe time to catch up and just lean into it and wait what's coming next. And truly amazing because shortly after, as soon as I surrender, and try to control everything when I have no idea what's going on right now. As soon as I surrender, things start to flow again and I level up. It's truly beautiful. Yeah, I love that so much. We're just leaning in and trusting the universe. Cause I think when we when we step into our light and step into our purpose path, our our passion purpose, if you will, things just synchronicities, things just line up when we're when we're in that path and it's learning how to trust that sometimes is the hardest part right yes it is i think one of the hardest things for me was to stop needing to control everything so i was working so hard on getting my business together and every day i was grinding away and at some point i was so exhausted but nothing was working and that was it's this typical point right before the breakthrough when you say I gave up, I throw in the towel. And then you, because then you take a step back and then suddenly things can flow again because you stop controlling. Yes, absolutely. I, yes, I totally agree with that. And uh, oh, okay. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask you kind of looking into the past, you know, through all of your experiences, through the trauma, through the writing, through what you're doing now, is there, is there almost this gratitude for the way things came, not for the events, but for how it defined you now. And it's almost, it's almost like a thank you for, for that transformation, even though it was so hard. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, this question that you always getting asked in interviews or anywhere else if there was if you could go back in time is there anything you would change i always say no because if i hadn't gone through what i went through and hadn't had the chance to really heal to know what it means to be in deep trauma but also know how it feels to liberate yourself from it i wouldn't be able to do the work that i do today i would probably have like a nine to five job in a boring office I wouldn't do this transformational work, helping people heal their trauma. If I hadn't been 
through it myself because I can so relate. I know how it feels on both sides of it. And when I work with my clients, I also don't get triggered. I never get triggered. You have so many counselors who go into counseling because they want to help people because of their own trauma. And they get triggered because they never healed their trauma. So, but for me, it's, I healed my trauma. I don't get triggered and I know how amazing it feels to let it go. So I don't even allow myself to emotionally go into what my clients went through because that's not what's important. What's important is to release that and let it go. This is so much more important than thinking about what happened. Oh, I, I love that so much. And I think this is why coaching is so powerful is because the coach generally, if they're a great coach like you are, they've gone through the actual process that they're coaching. In other words, they have experienced every single step from start to finish of healing their trauma or writing a book or whatever they're coaching that person on. They they know every single step because they've gone through it personally. And like you're saying, I think some of the professionals out there, the doctors, the licensed therapists, the psychologists, especially, you know, like the ones that dismiss people, like you said, mm. they haven't done the actual work. They haven't even done step one, right? They haven't no. done their own process to know how to help somebody. And, and I think this is, I just, I want to say thank you for putting that out because I think it's one of the most important pieces of coaching and why coaching works so powerfully. Yes, I totally agree. Because coaches have a passion. I mean, when I started to plan out my business, I was thinking about going and do get my social work degree. But I thought, you know, when I do social work, I have to follow a strict plan. And I don't like that. I don't like to have rules I need to follow. I want to set my own rules. And so I chose coaching because with coaching, of course, there's a coaching aspect. I can bring Reiki and I can bring crystals and I can bring the tarot cards and I can go into the Akashic records if it helps, you know, to really help my clients shift. And this is so powerful because it gives them exactly the tools they need and not what someone tells me I should use. Yeah, I love that. And I can say a lot of the colleagues that I work with, there's a there's some colleagues that are letting their licenses lap from, you know, a licensed therapist and actually going into coaching because mm -hmm. exactly what you're talking about is that we can, you know, the unlicensed coach can use energy, can use all these other modalities and blend them and make such a more powerful experience and and um so thank you for pointing that out as well. And I want to shift a little bit. I want to ask you, did you self-publish your book? Did you do a traditional publisher? Like what was that journey like and why did you pick that? Um, I used a hybrid publisher, which, well, technically they position themselves as a small publishing house, which they are. And I chose them simply because I was overwhelmed with all the choices and I have an author friend who published seven books with them and is very happy. <laughs> so, and they were the first ones that I contacted and they accepted my book and loved it. And I guess that's why. 
Oh, that's so amazing. And that's, you know, I have a hybrid publishing company uh, that I work with authors with. And I would love to hear your journey of like, did you basically turn in your, you know, self-edited draft and they took it from editor to formatter to book, you know, they kind of did everything in the background to published, right? Yes. And they were amazing. One thing that I really loved was that they worked with me in terms of a book cover. So the book cover I had designed myself. I mean, I love being creative and I had this image in my mind of a book cover and they took it. They loved it. I just made it look a little better than what it already was. But other than that, it's the exact cover that I designed. And you don't have many publishers who do that. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that, that you designed your own cover. Cause I think in the industry, typically people say, oh, never design your own cover, but it, if it's really resonating and it's true and it's real to the book, I don't see why not. And, and mm -hmm. that's amazing. And I'm curious on how does this hybrid publisher help you promote the book? Do they help you with the Amazon ads? Is there any sort of back into the published book for you? Yes. Well, they wrote all the press releases and whenever interesting news come up about my book, I tell them and I sent out another set of press releases. They secured me um, a spot on daytime TV in Tennessee where they are local. And yeah, they have different, of course, different advertising packages that I can purchase, which I haven't done yet. I'm still doing my own outreach. And that's about oh, it. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. I love I love to hear uh, a really successful hybrid publishing experience because that's what I do. And it's, you know, I think there's some hybrid publishers out there that aren't so good mm -hmm. and, and they're kind of looked down upon a little bit in the industry, but at the same time, there's, it's, I think it's a, one of the best ways to go because the self-publishing like you said, there's so many choices. There's the keywords, the categories, like the Amazon oh, algorithms. There's just, I spent three months in a self-publishing school to like really wrap my mind around all that stuff and be surrounded by like some really big professionals that do it full time. And it's just, it takes about three months to learn to get the basics in it. And it's, uh, there's a lot going on in self-publishing definitely. And, and what's so interesting is I think how there are some major authors moving from the traditional publishing houses to self-publishing because it's so much more open. You can, you know, there's not this whole team of publishers telling you what you can and cannot write or what your book cover looks like and all that, right? Right. Yes. The only thing that I wished self-publishing would do better is staying within the requirements to be able to get your book into bookstores. So yeah. for example, my publisher doesn't put the price on the book and the price has to be on it for it to be eligible to be picked up for bookstores. I mean, it's on Amazon and it's in Barnes and Noble, but other than that, I could never get my book into bookstores in Canada because the prices aren't on it. Oh, this is something yeah. that I think is lacking and yeah, that that's... should be adjusted. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to um, thank you for that. I, I, I'm going to take a look into that because, um, you know, I know there's Ingram Spark, which I always publish through and, and they go through the bookstores. And, you know, I think something I've seen 
some authors be really successful with is is getting like a mass order of their own books and then going to local local bookstores or doing mm. a signing event and it that takes a lot of time and effort and a lot of money and um you know then you're traveling with a couple hundred books you know it's 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 tough to get your books in in the bookstores as a hybrid or self publisher it's it is it's not easy that's for sure I know. yeah well i do plan a book tour once covid is over or manageable then i definitely want to go on a book tour that's always been one of my dreams going on a tour oh that sounds so, so wonderful yeah i love it so is there anything else I haven't asked you or is there anywhere you want to go deeper into your story or the book or anything that we haven't talked about that, that maybe I missed or anything like that? I could talk about or some aha moments that I had. I mean, the story in itself is, yes, it's been trauma, but I don't know. I don't like to focus too much on my story rather on a transformation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. I love I love um, hearing about people's transformations. It's so inspiring for for me as the host and also the audience. We, you know, the audience wants to hear the transformation and and uh, you know, I feel pretty complete here. And and I would I would love to hear you know where can people find you? Where can they find the book? Like, is there a website? Is there Instagram? Like, where can people get a hold of you? Well, I'm pretty spread out over the internet. You just Google Sandra Coos and you will find that there's a lot coming up. My book is on Amazon, Journey to Yourself, How to Heal from Trauma. It's also on my website if you like a signed copy. And my website is riseaboveyourstory.com. I'm on LinkedIn under Sandra Coos, the same on Instagram. On Facebook, I'm Rise Above Your Story or Sandra Cruz author. I think that's it. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. And all those things will be in the show notes for folks. They can uh, reach out to you. And, and, you know, for the listeners, please, I want you to go check out this book because it's it's a beautiful, amazing book with so much power and value behind it. You're really going to get a lot out of it. And uh, please check out. Sandra Coos and in all of her stuff that she's doing. It's just so beautiful and amazing. And thank you so much for your story, your transformation. Thank you for writing a book from from the soul. And is there any closing thoughts, any any things you want to leave the audience with? Yes. What I always like to stress is that trauma is not a life sentence. You can heal. And it's really not this difficult. You just have to understand understand the basics. So don't think you have to stay stuck in this mindset that nothing ever changes. Things do change. You just have to be brave enough to go for it. Wow, what a powerful message. I, I That just resonates with me so much, my own journey. And I think it does. It takes courage to change, to go for it, to find your purpose, to release the trauma. It takes courage because we identify with it so much. And and I just want to say again, thank you so much for an amazing interview. And uh, you're welcome back anytime. And, and uh, when your next books come out, please come back on the show and, and we'll go even deeper. So thank you, Sandra. Uh, thank you, all the listeners. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. 
There's an infinite amount of books floating out there in the ether, and all you have to do is tap into your highest self and write it. What if you could go out in the wilderness or international trek and experience firsthand shamanic healing, mental emotional release, and write your first draft? Writing a book isn't about the book. It's about the integration healing that that book facilitates, isn't it? Because when the book heals the author, the book heals the reader. And that's an amazing thing. If you've been procrastinating writing your book for years now, you can hear that book screaming for its life every night. Join me for a backcountry breakthrough. You'll experience guided trekking, daily energy sessions, mental emotional release, and writing sessions that guarantee your rough draft by the time you get back to the trailhead. Join me for a backcountry breakthrough. Go to mountainmindtricks slash backcountry dash breakthrough. So go to mountainmindtricks.com slash backcountry dash breakthroughs. Writing a book isn't about the actual book because there, there's going to be those obstacles that try and derail you from the actual writing. The key is preserving through the pain of writing every day. The book begins to highlight your emotional deep core wounds in a way that makes you want to quit writing, right? But if you stay on the course, the old beliefs, the old identity of yourself, the negative ways of thinking begin to fall away. And suddenly, a new way of being starts to emerge. This is when the book begins to come alive and write itself. Because in this moment, you aren't writing the book. The book is writing itself as you have this internal transformation. This is the essence of healing through writing. Is your book screaming from the back of your mind? I know mine was. What would happen if your healing journey stopped here? You never got over that final hump. Your regret, remorse from not writing your book was the source of mind-body, future disease. I mean, what would you tell your clients if you couldn't work anymore? Go be healed somewhere else? I mean, what would happen if your business failed because you hold yourself back from your highest self? What would it be like if you regretted the book you never wrote and your last thoughts on your deathbed was, I wish I would have written that book. See, all these things are tragic, but it's possible for you to reach your big dream and be a number one best-selling author. When the book heals the author, the book heals the reader. This is a powerful concept because when books heal the reader, they sell and they go number one bestseller. So I'm starting this movement of healing through writing and using the breakthrough session to release the root cause of writer's block, that procrastination, that loss of motivation when you started writing your book or you had the idea and you never started. There's one-on-one coaching calls, weekly homework and accountability. After a comprehensive health assessment, we build habits and systems and goals to keep you on track. There's MP3 guided meditations, one-on-one hypnosis. And then I really teach you how to get published, how to self-publish, or publish with my company, Mountain Mind Tricks Publishing. Then you leverage your book on podcasts, talk shows, speaking engagements, and you manifest that prosperity and passive income you're really looking for in your business. So I want you to check out BreakthroughWritersBlock.com and join the Healing Through Writing movement. It'll be the best thing you've ever done in your life because writing a book will completely change everything. So go to BreakthroughWritersBlock.com. Again, that's BreakthroughWritersBlock.com. Are you a new author that's trying to wade through self-publishing of what category should I pick, find the right designer, get an editor, what about the formatting? What's the dimensions that the actual spine in the book have to be? Is it gloss or white paper? There's so many different things that goes on in publishing. And that's why I'm dedicated to helping indie authors that have gone through this healing journey through writing their own book 
publish that piece of art, publish that amazing work that could help heal others. And here's the thing, is when a book heals the author, the book heals the reader. And this is so huge. I know I say this all the time, but it's so important. And, and I wanna help the world make a huge impact by spreading more books that heal the reader. So if this sounds like you, I want you to go to mountainmindtricks.com slash publishing. Again, that's mountainmindtricks.com slash publishing. And if you're wading through, should I publish on Amazon? What about Ingram Spark? How do I get my book into bookstores? What should I do to even launch a book? How do I get on podcasts? There's so many things that go into publishing. And again, that's why I'm here for you. I want to publish your book. So if this sounds like you, go to mountainmindtricks.com slash publishing. Again, mountainmindtricks.com slash publishing.